0: So I told my husband, I said, listen, I think I have a gambling problem. Welcome to the I Did Not Sign Up for This podcast, a weekly show dedicated to highlighting the incredible stories of everyday people. No topic is off limits. Join me as we explore the lives and experiences of guests through thought provoking, unscripted conversations. I'm your host, Carling, a Canadian queer identifying 30 something year old, providing a platform for the stories that need to be heard. Hello, Allison. Hi. Oh my god, this is happening. We're doing it. I just feel like. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It is so nice to meet you.
1: Yes, so nice to meet you too.
0: Like we literally just chatted for 15 minutes about everything. And then I was like, oh, we should probably get started. Oh, I guess we should actually (laughs) record, yeah. I should always just record because there was probably some real good bits there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always found when I was a journalist that some of the best clips weren't The actual interview, it was the stuff before and after.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I often think if I just walked around with like a GoPro or Mm. I'd catch some really funny things about my life. But yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah.
1: I would probably catch myself falling down a lot because I'm very klutzy.
0: Yeah. Every time I fall, I think, could there be a camera? I just fell the other day, but it was just off my doorbell camera. Like I could just see my one foot slip out. But I was like, that would have been so great. Ah, I know. And that stuff goes like really big on TikTok.
1: I was walking across the street last winter, and I was on the phone with nine (laughs) one (laughs) one. Great, I was. I was in the middle of a domestic situation. I was trying to help. Yeah, it wasn't me. It was just a passerby. Yeah. Anyways, so I'm on the phone. They took off. So I'm just talking to nine one one, and I'm crossing the street. And as I'm on the phone with nine one one, I slipped, and my head. Oh, banged on no. the ice and I was like, oh, I just fell. And she's like, do you need an ambulance? <laughs> no.
0: I mean, but if you're going to be on the phone with anybody. Somebody to
1: take me away because I'm very embarrassed. <laughs> and then the police rolled up and I was like, did you see me fall? They said no. And I was
0: like, uh, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. But yeah, can you imagine if somebody like, saw that? Yeah. Oh. I fell off my bike once at an old job I had and I was going through the loading dock and I asked if they had a camera. And I made security find me. I made oh my them. God. I asked them nicely to find me the video. I put it to music. It was before TikTok, but it probably would have gone really oh, well. Oh, that's amazing. Loved oh, it.
1: Lord. I put it on TikTok, but it didn't do that well. At my current job, I manage our social media and I take videos and photos and whatever. And I was doing a montage of this new playground. Yeah. And it was November and I couldn't figure out how I was going to film it and make it look interesting with no children so I was like oh I know I'll do a POV kind of I was not dressed for it number one I was wearing like <laughs> fancy boots so he like I go up the play structure and then I get to the top of the slide and I'm like huh I was like it looks wet I was like I know I'll just I think I have a bag in my car so I, like oh, what God the... and I got the bag and I tied it around and then I do the POV thing and I go down the slide and it was not water, it was ice,, hey. so the ice met the plastic, and when <laughs> I tell you, I cleared the sand and it was like a drunk holding a beer. I didn't want to break the camera, yeah, of course, so I like immediately <laughs> put the camera above so that i would I would accept the hurt, yeah, and I winded myself, so you just, the video is just me sliding, screaming and then wheezing for 40 seconds. (laughs) And I I thought it was really funny, but they made made me do like a safe work practice
0: course. Oh, God, that's amazing. But can you
1: imagine if I actually hurt myself and I had to get somebody to come and I'm laying there with a bag around my waist? Can
0: you imagine? I want to know who was walking by, driving by that like, I was like, what's this lady doing alone on a well, playground with a shortly bed? shortly after, this lady came walking with her dog.
1: But I had already gotten up. And I'm like, oh, thank God.
0: Oh, my thank God. God.
1: That no that she didn't
0: see that. because." But it was funny to me.
1: Yeah, I love that video. It's my favorite.
0: Yeah. I just messaged you yesterday. And because I've been a big fan of your TikTok for a long time.
1: It's so crazy to hear.
0: I just, every now and then, I get a moment of bravery. And love like, it. I've never had any, nobody's ever been mean to me about asking to be their pot. Like, yeah. worst case, somebody hasn't gotten back to me, but nobody has ever been like, ew, gross. No, no. I don't know, like my worst yeah. childhood fear coming true. But you were so stoked.
1: Yeah. I was so stoked because I remember how we started following each other, but I just, I've, I love, I've been excited. I was yeah. Like, I, I like feel like we're both show. like Alberta trauma babes with a fun sense oh, of. Oh, yeah. And so when you asked me, I was like, oh, yeah, I, there was no, thinking about it i was just like yeah let's do it that's let's do so it so great i appreciate but i'm it. nervous yeah yeah
0: okay. that's okay it'll be okay. it's gonna be great be... yeah okay. i will say i'm sure there's probably more professional outfits out there that are like worthy of being very nervous but i'm just like i don't know what's going on let's just have a conversation no this seems fun yeah this is good Feedback. yeah maybe let's start with introducing yourself because people are probably like who's allison what's happening who is this yeah so, maybe share a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what you do, and then we'll get into what we decided to talk about. So, I'm Allison. I am 36
1: years old. I'm from Edmonton, Alberta. I'm a mom of two. I have ADHD and anxiety. I was raised by a single parent, never met my dad. So, that's really interesting too. Yeah. So, I got a whole bunch of things and it didn't occur to me that I had trauma until we start talking, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. maybe I'm getting a little traumatized. But I started on TikTok just like everybody else. I was on mat leave and I just felt mat leave is isolating enough because you have this new baby and you don't want to bring them anywhere because it's a lot of work oh, it and it feels there's like such a to-do. Yeah. It is a to-do. So it's isolating enough because people are busy with their lives. They can't always help you. And so when the pandemic happened, I felt like I needed an outlet, something that was mine to create or to connect with people. If you look back at my early stuff, it is chaotic. Like, it's all <laughs> over the place. And then it was a lot of COVID content. And, and now it's kind of evolved into more just authentically myself. But I seem to have created this, like, little community. And sometimes I forget that other people outside of that actually see it. It feels like my own Facebook. But I I love it. My husband does not like he doesn't uh, love
0: it for you or he doesn't love no TikTok. He, I don't
1: think he cares about it for me but it does t- it's like a time suck sometimes yeah. right I think while it's great that I'm being creative sometimes I zone out so I could be better about that but yeah he's not a he's not a social media guy so I wish yeah. we, I wish he was because sometimes I see couples and I'm like oh I wish Ted was more into it. <laughs> he's not. but when I make him. A- take part those videos do really well so i just don't know why
0: he doesn't just let me put him in more videos yeah you just need to manage his make him a social media account but don't tell him oh that's actually really funny and then just like may it'll if it blows up be like so you're really popular you're like really big on tiktok maybe i should do that i think that'd be really funny like a little social experiment
1: oh i'm gonna do it yeah thanks
0: for the idea Sorry, we went on a little tangent there. Oh, no, this is my life. So when I asked you what we should talk about, because you post a lot about some really relatable things, but you just recently made a post about addiction and coming through it. And I think it also you made some really good points about having ADHD and Mm -hmm. how that can have a big effect on addiction. So Mm -hmm. I guess where does your story start with that?
1: You know, I got diagnosed at 20, and I would say in my early 20s, I was self-medicating a lot, along with just being a normal 20-year-old who went out and drank and party and whatever. But I think that I did a lot of reckless things. I did some drugs and hung out with people that I shouldn't be hanging out with and I got in cars with people that I shouldn't have gotten. You know,
0: oh, I think about things that I did in my early 20s oh. and I.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: Yeah. Like the mother and me just, again, my mom knew. Oh, like yeah. she doesn't.
1: I'd one day told her, hey, I sometimes did drugs in my 20s. And she was just like, Alice, I'm <laughs> like, I know. But do you know what it's like in here? And then I would say I I obviously stopped that, but I just was never great at stopping like I was a binge drinker it was a lot of drinking until I was drunk so 2021 being a parent is hard and working from home is different and when you have no outlet you can't get out of the house I'm sure lots of people can relate to feeling isolated and like there's nothing to look forward to and I don't really remember I think during the pandemic the Alberta government launched their own online casino. What? Yeah. During the pandemic. Wow. I'm not gonna plug it because yeah, they during the pandemic, they were like, hey, we're losing money on gambling revenue because casinos are closed. Let's create an online casino. Oh. And it was already existed, but this was a Canadian, like a local option that I think some people probably felt safer putting their money into because it's ran by our government not just like some shady place and wherever yeah. I, at first I think my husband and I tried it a couple times and it was fun and then you know working from home and on my lunch hour I'm just like bored and I'm like what could I do and I remember just like being like gonna throw 50 bucks in here and yeah it got out of hand real oh, quick Oh no I was always really good at paying my bills And making sure we, I, like, my job is groceries, and we always had the groceries, but I would literally spend every dollar I had. And like I said, I didn't recognize it was a problem. Yeah. I just thought it was, like, entertainment. Yeah. And just the more it happened, the more it wasn't enough. Like, I wanted to win. And sometimes I won, I think I won $3,000 one day. Oh, my God. But I spent it. Because if you think about, if you think about, marketing and facebook they have algorithms and they can trick you it's worse than going to the casino in my opinion because this is fully a computer program yeah. manipulating you and i i don't i maybe that's a little tinfoil hattie to think <laughs> that they're watching me through my camera and seeing my face and analyzing and then giving me some and taking it away maybe that's crazy i don't think but it's that's crazy that's how i feel yeah. like they were like, here, yeah, have $2,000. Let's see what you do with it. I started to feel really guilty. And as a result, I would drink excessively to escape that. And in the meantime, I'm going to my doctor and being like, I don't understand why I'm so anxious and why I'm so depressed. And obviously, I didn't want to tell him how much I'm drinking a day because I don't know that I wanted to admit to myself Mm -hmm. how much I was drinking. And I didn't, ever tell my husband what was really going on so he's thinking that he's a problem so he's upset and then our relationship is becoming chaotic and yeah it was just a really rough year and in the meantime i'm telling tiktok i'm just feeling like i'm in a phone and it's like allison you're not admitting what the problem is oh i made some impulsive financial no no you didn't
0: yeah because if you admit it
1: then you're responsible for changing it Right. My mom and I share a joint account because we own a house together and um, took money from her side of the account to gamble. Yeah. And my head, I thought I could just take it and win and then put it back. I came downstairs and I I felt guilty for that because it felt shitty. Yeah. So I told my husband, I said, listen, I think I have a gambling problem and just agreed to handle it. And okay, we'll just you can't do that anymore. And I was, I like quit by myself for, I don't know, like a month or two. And I don't know what provoked me. I did it again. I did the yeah. same thing again. I took from my mom. Which and did like, you tell her when it happened? I told her the first time. And my mom is a gambler and she understands that I have ADHD and I'm impulsive. And she was mad, but understanding. And so the second time when I did it, I very much recognized that this is bigger than myself. I don't think I could do it on my own. And so I have to do something different. I tried to self-exclude myself. It wasn't from the government site. It was from, I won't say the name, but I tried to self-exclude myself. And so I went on the chat and I'm like asking him like to delete me or whatever. And he goes, can I ask why? And I was just like, you have to ask. Yeah. Why do you think? And so I said, I can't believe. Oh my gosh, sorry. I'm just catching myself because I, like I said, I I don't talk about this ever. So rather than, I was just so annoyed at that conversation because I was like, Why do you think? Like, why are you making it so hard? Yeah. Just, just block me, delete me. They wouldn't. And so all I did was like money. Yeah, they're not gonna do it they're like you can just put our emails to spam or whatever i'm like no i don't want to receive them and so i just went to my that site and i like changed the password to like some i just right. typed a bunch i'd never keys. guess it yeah like i would never guess and then i forget what I, I blocked them all and then i went to a group in edmonton which is super scary but saying it out loud It makes it more real to say, hi, I'm Allison. I'm a compulsive gambler. And it was hard, but honestly, the best thing I ever did. Wow. Did you go by yourself? It was on Zoom. Oh, okay. And they still have have in-person and Zoom meetings. So I've been in person a couple times, but mostly I go on Zoom. And I don't go as much anymore because I feel like they've given me a lot of tools Mm -hmm. to cope. I don't really have the urge to go anymore or to gamble online. I know that it's like even when you hear alcoholics talk about the average person doesn't have a problem stopping or managing it, but I do. And I've recognized that in myself, that it's not entertainment for me. I focus too much on the losing or the winning. It's not fun. It's stressful. And yeah, I'm coming up on one year and it's been a journey of when I first quit, I thought, well, I'll just quit for now maybe one day and then in the middle i still was feeling like maybe but now i'm just like no i don't think that's in the cards for me and i mourn partly of that but it's okay it's just not for me and that's okay did you gamble growing up no my mom used to gamble a lot like she loved the casino and so when i was young i would go there after the bar and gamble. But I was always really it's fun. and Yeah. I would say this is when I realized there's been times where my mom's like, let's go. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. But I would say this online thing is the problem for me. It's like shopping on Amazon. Yeah. You put in your card number. You say how much you want to put in. And it just takes. It's unreal how yeah. easy it is. I feel immense guilt for how what I did. But my mom's forgiven me. My husband has forgiven me then I'm proud. I'm proud of the growth that I've done over the last year. I started to realize that gambling isn't the only unhealthy habit I have. Maybe I need to reevaluate my relationship with alcohol as well. So I downloaded this app called Reframe and it's like Noom for dieting. So every day you log in and you read like something about the impacts of alcohol to your body. And then the next day, it's it's talking about making realistic goals. It's a very interesting thing and just has really instilled in me. I almost said distilled. (laughs) It's it's distilled in me. It's instilled me that just to be more mindful about it, you know, that it's okay to go out, but maybe just have a water in between. And I realized I also just need to be holding something. Yeah. So it's an anxious thing. And our society is just, it's in everything. It's in movies, alcohol and gambling. And yeah. It's in everything. And those gambling ads on NHL, like when I'm watching the game, oh, they used to really irritate me. They're not advertising to like Joe Schmo who just wants to put 20 bucks in a machine. They are marketing to people like me who don't have the skills to stop yeah and whether they want to admit that or not that's who they want in there
0: totally because that's who's
1: gonna spend all the money it's not the average guy who's gonna go play 40 bucks on blackjack or poker it is the people like me that don't know when to stop yeah and so like when i'm quitting and like we're watching the hockey games and it's every single commercial break and then they have betting odds segments and i'm like This is, this is banana and it makes me angry and I want to write letters and what have you, but I have never, because I don't, I, at that point wasn't ready to talk about it. So I'm not going to go to the news and try to the rafters about these ads because I didn't want to tell my truth, but I'm passionate about it. I, it really irks me. And as well, the young kids watching it are going to think, oh, that's normal. Mm -hmm. That's normal yeah and fifty years ago they used to market cigarettes, and now they don't. You know why? yeah, that because... same thing, and I'm hopeful that one day someone will say, "Hey, maybe we need to regulate this more."
0: Yeah, it's really scary to think how easily accessible it is. I had a trip booked to Vegas from March
1: seventeenth of two thousand twenty two and I quit gambling. On February twenty fourth of two thousand twenty two, so and what so did you part do? of me was part of me was like, should I just go and either just gamble and just deal with it after, or do I go and find other things to do? Because there's lots to do in Las yeah. Vegas, and so I'm researching like wine tours, and there's lots to do like craft yeah. beer tours and all kinds of stuff. So I was actually getting excited, and then something about our passports didn't work out, but. As the as I went to another meeting, I said to my mom, I was like, you know what, I don't think I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, it just seems like a bad idea. And so I messaged Swoop. I was with it was with Swoop, and I said, listen, I've decided I have a gambling problem, and I cannot go to Las Vegas. Please help. And they said, okay. And they took. Hey. They don't do cancellations, but he took solace. In my problem. And they gave me a credit.
0: That's amazing. So shout out Swoop
1: Airlines. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was the right decision. Honestly. The friends we were supposed to go with, she's decided she quit drinking in November so we were joking the other night at dinner. I was like, no, we definitely can't go to Vegas.
0: <laughs> Neither of us would be any fun. No, you gotta, we gotta go, go somewhere to like, else.
1: Yeah. I think just Las Vegas would just be a bad choice. That's generally one of those two things is the focus. And so I feel like Mexico would be fine and we'll just go lay by the pool or something. But when we were having dinner, she was telling me about another friend. They went out for dinner and they were talking about it. And she said, her friend said, oh, I feel like I want a beer, but I feel that. I said, I don't want them people to feel like they can't have drinks. I said, yeah, but also you could just support your friend. Like, yeah. I don't need, and that I think that's part of it is we've been ingrained to every any, time you go to a restaurant, you have to have a
0: beverage. Yeah. And there's lots of great mocktails out there. Like also, none of us drink enough water.
1: So maybe just have s- some water.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Has there been anything that surprised you about? do do you use the term recovery are you in recovery are you recovered isn't that weird I didn't actually really think of myself as an
1: addict until I talked about it in in that video because I realized yeah I did a lot of things that if I had a drinking problem you would probably call me an addict because I ignored my family and friends I, I hid it I took money from people and if you go through the there's 20 questions or whatever. And if you answer a certain amount of questions, then you have a compulsive gambling problem. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you can consider that recovery. And it's weird because I don't talk about it. I don't talk about it right. with anybody that's not really in my circle. So it's an odd
0: thing to say, yeah, I'm in recovery, but I guess I guess so. I think we need yeah. to normalize that language because my first thought, I was going to ask you, do you feel hesitant to use it because... It wasn't bad enough. Your addiction wasn't detrimental enough. I think I'm hesitant to use it
1: because people don't talk about gambling problems. Like I was saying to my mom, I don't know that I've met anybody in my life aside from the people that I have met that have said I have a gambling problem and are doing something about it. You meet people all the time that are saying they're sober, but there's not really a name For people who don't gamble anymore. And it's just not very... It's not talked about. And I guess that's why I haven't talked about it is because for a while, I just felt such shame about it. I just felt so much shame for not being able to enjoy something that lots of people can. Yeah. Without it being an issue. And I... Yeah, I just felt shame. But I have no problem saying it. And I didn't realize I... I was an addict until I said it in that video. I was like, you know what? I've done a lot of things that a nor- an uh, an addict would do. i hurt, I hurt people close to me. I ignored my family. I took stuff from them. I I put aside a responsibilities. If you look at it that way, I'm an addict. I don't talk about it this in my real life, but my TikTok family seems to really always come together and support me, and I always feel like to tell myself
0: that no one in my real life sees my TikToks even though I know that's a lie because people have told me yeah if somebody yeah. in my real life references something in my podcast I'm just like oh oh,
1: oh like I'm like,
0: shocked that they might listen yeah yeah this yeah. guy
1: from IT was like oh I have a confession I'm like oh what and he's like we saw your TikToks and I was like which one
0: yeah. Not definitely. that I ever really post anything. Yeah. But there's something anything. safer about putting it out to an yeah. audience that you don't know. Yeah. And so my friend
1: had made a tick. She's like uh, using TikTok as her therapy. So I'm on TikTok one day and I'm scrolling and her cute little face pops up and s- says, "You have decided I have a drinking problem. And I'm like, so I text her I'm like, oh, my God, I good for you. you. I'm so proud of you. And she was like, what? You saw my TikTok? And I was like, Yeah. She's like, we didn't use any, I created a new email. She's like, I didn't connect any Facebook, anything. She's like, I don't know how so many people I know saw it. I'm like, oh, well, I did.
0: And I'm here to support you. And I think there must be a fear of, yeah, the people you know, knowing. Have you had any like negative reactions from anybody that you known? Not at all. Yeah, People so far have been really lovely.
1: I've told a few people, you know, everybody's been really kind so i don't know why i don't feel comfortable telling more people but it's just not something i feel like i need to bring up maybe i think if it came up i would probably just say oh i just can't do that anymore just not something i do or and if they want to get into it depending on how well i know them
0: and does your husband still participate in any form of gambling or you guys decided just i don't think because it's not out of like solidarity or anything right it's
1: just there's not he doesn't gamble online. He just doesn't like it. And I think if somebody invited him to go play some bl- blackjack, I think he would go and I would have no problem with it. I think one night, we w- I think it might have been on my birthday, at the mall, we went to see a comedian. I wanted to be able to just go. I knew I wasn't going to gamble. But I just wanted to be able to like partake in being there. Mm-hmm. And so I sat down and I... He played blackjack and I held a chip just to hold it. Yeah. And I it, I did not like it. I just felt anxious. And maybe if my friend was there and we could stand and have a beverage or something or do something else. Yeah. But it just felt very like, oh, I wouldn't have played it like that. <laughs> I want to play it. I didn't play yeah. I
0: didn't play, but I don't think I'll do that again. So he can go. I He's fine. He can go. Oh, I think that's great. And has the feedback online been really encouraging and good? Yeah. And a couple of people messaged me and said that they, too, struggle with it. And how did
1: I cope? And I said, go to meetings. And I think that it's like anything that you don't, you have to hit some kind of rock bottom. And that looks different for everybody. And I don't know that is for everybody You really admit that it's a thing when you go to, and I think that's scary for people. I think that saying out loud makes it more real. And so I, I don't know that people are always ready for that answer or that choice. But I'm always here for people if they want to talk.
0: When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data
1: on file. About it, and I don't necessarily have anything that worked for me other than going to these meetings, and it helped me stay accountable. I didn't want to have to say... And there's no shame in that happening. That's part of the process. But for me, I just, I really just didn't want to say, reset my date. I didn't want that. I just didn't. That for me, that worked. That was motivating.
0: Do you think, I was Mm -hmm. just thinking about how the advertisers are advertising to those with issues, like with Mm -hmm. addiction. But do you think, I always hear those ads that are like, set a limit, stay within it. I feel like those ads are just so they can say, we're educating people. Yeah. Because I don't think that, I don't know, but that doesn't feel to me like somebody with an addiction is going to say, yes, that advertisement Uh, set a limit, stay within it. I will say the province's website does have a feature where you
1: can put a daily limit and a daily, so like a daily deposit limit, a weekly deposit limit, and you can't change it immediately. So I couldn't blast through that limit and then go back and say oh just kidding I want to double that yeah I would have to wait 24 hours however there's lots of websites that's a great feature I found the tools that were offered by the government to be really weak like Mm. self-exclusion I don't like you're you can just create a different account I don't yeah or go to a different website I just I don't know I don't know how effective. To me, it's a box checked. And the UK recently put a ban on celebrities endorsing gambling.
0: Mm. I don't know if this is correct, but like people with ADHD, one of the reasons addiction is so prevalent is because it creates that dopamine, whatever the thing is that you're becoming addicted to when you do it you get hit a dopamine. And that's what we're all after.
1: Yeah. So that's what I realized. Okay. So I quit gambling because it was this immense dopamine. Right. And then I started to realize, okay, through this app, this reframe app. Okay. When you drink, you get sugar and your brain says, oh, I like that. But the more that you drink, the less, the more it takes for your body, your brain to say, oh, I like that. And so the more you drink, so, the next thing you know, you're down a bottle of wine and you're hungover for three days. And so I yeah. realized, I was like, oh, okay, that's why sometimes I drink a whole bottle of wine is because it becomes increasingly harder to get that dopamine hit. Yeah. And then I started realizing, oh, I think I shop online to get that dopamine hit. Oh, I think I say yes to things to get that dopamine hit. So I'm just like, I'm doing all kinds of unhealthy shit. Like
0: I am. I. Yeah. okay. I think I need to go to therapy. Like why can't like eating lettuce and going to the gym give me the same dopamine Right. But it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It just doesn't. Or it will for a little bit. But then like a pint of ice cream gives me more of a dopamine hit. Yeah. I don't know that it's talked about enough. Or like maybe it isn't just like when I was diagnosed with ADHD, nobody was like, OK, I don't know. Here's some information about addiction. I think I certainly right. have vices. And I think even like we talked about like that doom scrolling on TikTok where yes, hours pass and I don't even know what I'm watching. It just it right. gives me something. And feed.
1: I mean that, too. And I think that's the dopamine. And I realized about my phone that when I'm uncomfortable in the real like the 360 degree world. I, it's like masking. It's like I just zone into my phone so that I don't have to deal with it. And my husband's very neurotypical and I don't think always understands some of the stuff. Yeah. He's just like, why are you on your phone? I'm like, maybe because my kids are screaming. Maybe like, yeah, it's like sensory overload. It yeah. yeah. So it, a lot of unhealthy behaviors that I think I need definitely need to work
0: on, but have gotten much better since my journey began last year for sure. That's amazing. No, I think that's yeah. so great. And I don't like, I don't think it's really talked about enough. There seems to be, maybe it's again just my perception, but like more shame around gambling addiction than, say, alcohol addiction. Yeah. And uh, it's, I think that's why I didn't talk about it
1: because I, I just felt like nobody else I know in my world ever even talks about gambling. So it seems, yeah odd to say, hey, I have a problem. And alcohol and gambling are just everywhere. I was listening to the radio and every second song was talking about drinking. I just felt bad for alcoholics because I was like, man, that must be really tough when it's everywhere. Everywhere is about drinking. That must be
0: really challenging for people. Yeah. And I think like every... Social thing? Are we celebrating something? Have a drink. Are we stressed and had a bad day? Have a drink. Are we out for a special occasion? Have a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And TikToks too. And I'm not judging anybody because there's quite a few of my early content because I didn't understand the lane. Like I didn't understand TikTok for a while, so I just thought, oh, it's really funny to joke about drinking and like right drinking to cope with your kids and whatever. So I do a lot of those. But now I see them and I see it in a different lens. Because I'm just like, if I have ADHD and my son, I think, is on that path to getting diagnosed, I want to teach him better ways to cope. And not that alcohol is the enemy, because I think that there's, it has a place. Mm -hmm. But I think that we've been ingrained to use it as an escape. And that's not, I've learned for me, that's not a healthy, it should be something that's enjoyed, not used. And it. no judgment. I, it's just on where I am on my journey that I'm trying to be more mindful about alcohol. And I'm not quitting because that's not where I'm at, but I'm just trying to be more mindful about when I do it and how much I have because my goal for 2023 is no hangovers.
0: Oh, I cannot.
1: I am 36. I, it is not, yeah, I'm not a good parent. I am not a good partner. I
0: just am a hot mess and I just, no, thank you. It doesn't yeah. feel good. It does feel good. And the older you get, the longer it lasts.
1: Long, like three days. Yeah. And rather than just admitting, hey, I drank too much, I'm Googling like hot flashes, like nausea, like just rather yeah. being like, hey, you drank too
0: much. I'm like, am I dying? Yeah. Is it no, a tumor? You tool? Yeah. No, <laughs> like you just drank too much. Yeah. Just last weekend, it was my work Christmas party. And my partner, we like drank enough. I think we did a good job of not being too hungover. But a day and a half later, she was like, I think I'm getting the flu. I'm so sweaty. I need to lay down. I was like, we did drink. She's like, that was Saturday and this is Monday. And I was like, babe, we're old. Old. We're almost 40. And I think our bodies just don't, our livers don't regenerate as fast as. No. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Why am I sweaty? Yeah. Because you're dehydrated. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's where I'm at is trying to be more mindful. And if I'm in a social situation, I try to, I'll have a glass of wine, but then I'll have a glass of water in the same cup, right. just so yeah. I feel like I'm still participating. Yeah, totally. But also, you... let me just say, it's 2023. We don't need to be asking people why they're not drinking.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, Ask if they want removed, a drink. It doesn't matter what it is. And just have get them what they non-alcoholic want.
1: non-alcoholic options
0: for somebody. Let's just not ask people that. No, we need to do better. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think about or have you had any conversations with your kids? I know they're quite young, but Mm. do you think about having conversations with them about this journey? I think
1: not now. Sometimes when I'm in my meetings and they want to come up and I say, oh, those are my friends. I think It's not a today conversation, but I definitely think there will be a time when I, especially my son, because I know he's going to get diagnosed with ADHD. We're on that path. I think we're definitely going to have conversations about coping mechanisms and our brains work different and you Mm -hmm. need to be more mindful. Always hated that word, mindful. My mom, when I first got diagnosed, you got to be more mindful about where you're putting Anyways, a trying lot, to oh God. sorry, I am trying to be more mindful about how we are coping and maybe going to therapy. But yeah, I think it will be a conversation. But I don't think he, first of all, at this current moment, he would not listen to me. How I can old barely is he? even get. He's six. Yeah. yeah, I can barely even get him to put underwear on. So yeah, it's just. We'll have that conversation. Yeah, this, feels- this supports that. The Alberta needs to look at more supports for people with ADHD. I think that, like you said, people aren't given any information about addictions and how you're more susceptible. And I feel like you just get the diagnosis and a bottle of medication and they're like, hey, bye. have fun. Yeah. Let us know how if you don't like this. And I always say that medication is a tool in a toolbox and it's like training wheels on a bike. Yeah, And it's not necessarily a fix. It's more to guide you and quiet the noise so you can learn the behaviors and tools that you didn't have the attention to take on. Um, I always say
0: like when I take my ADHD med, it doesn't fix it because I can very much just choose to hyper focus for hours right. on TikTok or something that's not important. But yeah. I I need I take it so that my brain is quiet enough. But I still mm-hmm. have to make lists, stay on task, and use all the other tools that I can yeah. now focus on.
1: But I think that they don't do a good enough job of giving those su- making those supports more accept accessible. I remember going to a a support group for ADHD, and I left and I was like, "Mom, am I like that? Because those people be
0: weird." <laughs> And she's oh no, (laughs) she's like you interrupt a lot, and yeah, like it's I think and there's varying degrees. I think the school system seems to be better. My stepson is nine, and just got Mm -hmm. diagnosed with ADHD, and we switched schools. Um... You guys have an ADHD school in Calgary, do we? Yes. What's it called? Like ADHD.
1: Hold on. Keep talking. Yeah.
0: I'm Google it. You Google. I'll cut this part out. But he goes to the okay. Calgary All Boys School, which is funny because it literally is. It's ironic that two lesbians have two kids in single gendered schools. Like our st- oh, stepdaughter awesome. goes to the All Girls School, but okay. we're like, we're like gender neutrality, but yet go to this school just because you identify as a boy. But he goes okay. to the All Boys School and it's amazing. So this is called.
1: Okay, there's a few, but I think it's Foothills Academy, but it's... Oh. Let me look into it. Yeah. I have to look into it. Hold on. You'll cut this part out. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't... I, I'll have to look it, for it, but it's a school that, like, like, they have wiggle chairs and sensory swings,
0: and there's a more under... It's just... It's set up for them. Yeah. This, and- like the school that Wyatt goes to, it has, it seems so obvious, but one of the things with his ADHD is he gets too busy talking during snack time or lunchtime that he doesn't eat. Right. And then because he's busy talking, because he had to refrain from talking during class and then he doesn't eat, but then his blood sugar crashes. So he's hangry and now he's Ugh. having an outburst because- And so this school has a policy that, like, if you're hungry, you need to self-advocate and you need to go get your snack and sit and eat while you... Like, what a concept to listen to your body and give it what it needs. Yeah. And it's been a game changer. And I think... Totally. And I think that I'm
1: excited that I know what to ask for him. I'm setting up his space to make sense for him. And I'm excited to parent him differently. I'm excited to look at him and say, hey, our, brain, our brains work different. And you have to, like, let's do this X, Y, Z. Or I'm excited my my husband is not so good at that. So he's bought books, oh. which I can't read. I can't read them. Yeah, I need something to tell me I always just it, laugh I mean. when there's articles about ADHD. You think I'm getting through, make me a slideshow.
0: Make me a TikTok. Yeah.
1: Like i reading an article,
0: reading a book about ADHD. Like I need like a mixed media approach to keep my attention.
1: Yeah, but I'm excited to I'm excited about that, to be able to give him tools to succeed. And I know my mom feels very guilty about missing it. But But I don't think it was as much of a thing. Like we think lots of girls got missed. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't I keep telling her don't build guilty like she just feels bad that she couldn't have given me tools and wasn't harping on me for not finding my losing my stuff or why can't you just put it in the same spot I don't know
0: yeah because we didn't know she didn't know nobody knew
1: but oh we should yeah. know yeah oh I should tell you that story this is definitely a tangent but this is a funny story So I never knew my dad, okay? She raised me by herself, which I love. Just me and her, but we're like besties. And when I was young, I was always so concerned. I didn't understand why why he wouldn't want to be part of my life, right? I'm awesome. Hello. Yeah. (laughs) Why didn't he want to be in my life? And my mom just shielded me from a lot of it. She would just give me really vague answers and what have you. So one day I'm at work. And my boss says to me, she goes, so like you've never wondered? And I'm like, oh, she goes, the Internet is a thing now. You should just Google him. I'm like, OK, so I'm at my desk and I Google him. I'm like, huh.
0: So you knew his and name? She's like, well,
1: yeah. I'm like, huh. She's like, what? I'm like, he's dead. Oh, my God. And she's like, what? I'm like, this is his obit. That solves that. It I gives was- you a synopsis of everything you might need to know. Yeah, it didn't really. And I was mad because I think in my head I always felt like I, if I was two, I would tell him what I think. But now right. I can't. That's yeah. the only downside. Yeah. But
0: it always makes me laugh when I think about that. I was like, huh, he's dead. Oh, my okay. God. Well, yeah. Books. Wow. Did you tell your mom that you Googled him? Yeah, she was not stoked about it. But I yeah. texted
1: her. Because she's just like, again, wants me, doesn't want me to get hurt or whatever. Yeah. And so I texted her. I was like, he's dead. She's like, oh, darn. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I guess it does close that chapter. There's not much more you can. Well, I mean, about. I have two stepbro two like half brothers. I messaged one of them just to ask them like, like what happened? I deserve to know about what happened to him. And they said he just died in his sleep and they did not believe me that my dad was their dad but I've done 23 so they didn't and me, know about you I would think that their mom knew about me but they might mm.
0: not
1: yeah yeah and I wasn't trying to force any kind of relationship or anything but I thought maybe they would be open to talking to me yeah. and they definitely did not believe me wow but 23 and me doesn't lie man
0: <laughs> yeah I thought yeah. for sure my dad just died in February And I think, yeah, a couple of years ago, I did a ancestry and I Mm. was convinced that I would have some half siblings out there. But so far, nothing.
1: It's possible that you do, but their side has to also, like if your dad's brother or whatever, like it depends. The more people that respond or do one, the more your tree fills out. So it's because my half-brothers are not on the family tree in my 23 and Me, but I know oh. they exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the more genetic markers that trigger, the more it fills out. And oh, so yeah. I, yeah, so my dad's brother also had a child out of wedlock or what have you. And he messaged me when, because we are the closest relation. And he was all excited. I was his cousin and he's like excited. And I'm like, listen, man, like, I know nothing. I know nothing about your family cuz he also had questions and I was like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about your family. Oh no. Yeah. And I think his dad also passed. So I feel like it's something in the family which I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. But somebody from my so my dad's DNA or my brother's DNA would have to be in there for me to fully understand what the picture was there. Wow. And I'll probably never get that whatever. That's-
0: yeah. Huh. All right. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Dad. Yeah.
1: I just was pissed because I never got to have my say.
0: I don't know what but, I would have well, said. Yeah. And I'll say, as somebody who had a complicated relationship with my dad, who was in my life, even now that he's gone, I still feel like there there was nothing that I could have said that would have made anything a difference. better. And now he's dead and it still
1: isn't. And I think, too, is like people that are in your life, like you want to have that say because
0: you think they're going to say, oh, you're right.
1: Yeah. But the reality is he probably would have just been like, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I commented on one of your videos the other day and I was like, maybe this would be another episode or like a Patreon, like free for all. About wedding and like wedding traditions. You like made a thing about cutting. And how weird they are. It's so weird. I know because I loved her
1: outfit, but I just was like watching and the photographer and the videographer like right in there. And I was like, I was trying to think, I don't, I have one picture of me cutting the cake. But like, why are you looking at this picture Yeah, of you cutting a baked good? I just, it's all so weird. Some of them are just bananas. We got married and um, it was in a, like an old hall. And my mom decided to surprise us during our first dance with sparklers. So she handed out sparklers to everybody. And we walked in. It was so pretty because the lights were down. Oh. And then all of these sparklers, right? So we're, we start dancing. And my husband goes, do you think this will set off the fire alarm? Literally three seconds later. Could not shut off the alarm. So we just oh, danced no. through
0: the alarm. But did the sprinklers come on?
1: No, but then the fire department had to come and turn off the fire alarm. So we got some pictures on the fire truck. <laughs> Pretty That's cool. kind of amazing. But yeah, even and, like the first dance is weird. Or like yeah. the groomsmen dance, like the groom dancing with the mom. It's all very weird.
0: Walking down the aisle, being given away.
1: Yeah, signing in front of everybody. Permission. Ugh the whole thing it's all weird it's all very weird and people young late young women get like so hung up on all of these intricate details that no one will ever remember
0: yeah i work in events and i so i do a lot of weddings and i have to really read the room when talking to couples that are getting married to right because i don't know if i should say like guys this doesn't matter nobody's gonna remember this no one people will, will remember if it's awful yeah. Otherwise, they just want like a good time, good vibes. Yes. Yeah. No one's going to know if your centerpiece was a $75 nope. custom fill in the blank. My mom
1: DIYed
0: a lot of it.
1: And I I want to say I was pretty laid back about a lot of the stuff. Like I knew genuinely that it didn't really matter like you said, but I did draw the line. She, I don't I have to look at the backdrop, but she said, "Okay, so I bought a couple shower curtains, and I was like, what? <laughs> she's like, yeah. No, I bought a couple shower—like, it was like a wood thing, right? Ted, my yeah. husband, built like a wood thing. And then there was greenery or whatever, and she's like, yeah, I bought some shower curtains to put on it. And then I've got some, like, dangly lights. I'm like, no. did We are not—I am not getting married in front of a shower curtain, Mom. No, thank you. No. I mean, there
0: are some nice shower curtains. I have curtains. to look at it,
1: because she might have—I'm— that might have happened.
0: Yeah, I want to, because there are some very nice shower curtains.
1: I know, but come on, like that's a it wasn't little like a rubber. Too yeah, Dorothy Stedman. That's my code yeah. word for shady. <laughs> that's another story. Do you want to hear it real quick? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just like. So my mom grew up in northeast Edmonton. So when you're from somewhere, you're you feel like you can make fun of your own kind. And so I played ringette as a kid, and we'd go to some places and. My mom would say to my auntie, oh, that's kind of Northeast Edmonton, a (laughs) little lowbrow. One day, my nana was talking to my uncle. She goes, oh, I don't know. That sounds pretty Dorothy Stedman to me. And my uncle says, who's Dorothy Stedman? And she's like, oh, she's your sisters are always going on about her. I think she's lowbrow Dorothy Stedman, Northeast Edmonton. So then that became our code word, right? Oh, it's pretty oh, Dorothy Stedman. Oh, my God. And uh, one day, my friend is a lab tech, and she calls me. She says, I'm not allowed to talk about patients ever, but I have to tell you, I just tested the urine for a Miss Dorothy Stedman. And I'm like, what? She God. was a real person who lived in Edmonton. Yeah, and then we found Dorothy's obit. So she, oh. Dorothy died. RIP Dorothy. But that's our story about Dorothy But her Stedman. name lives on. That's so So you could incredible. feel free to use that code word if you want yeah. to. You'd have to explain the whole story, but.
0: That's the best. Oh, my God. Allison, we could have a four-hour episode. I know. I feel like about... we could just talk forever. Yeah. Well, you're
1: great because you let me talk a lot. So, or kind of my game, I forced right? you yeah. into it. I don't know.
0: No, this is great. I don't think I'm very chatty. I can be if I'm nervous. But Same. I'm learning the art of just, like, just say your story.
1: Right. Listen. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think that would be hard for me if I was a podcast host to listen. Even though I used to be a journalist and I would have to, I also anxious talk as we talked earlier. It's a thing. Yeah, I was in a vehicle with a coworker, and I, no, 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 the whole time. And I got out and I was like, oh my God. They probably were so excited that I got out of the car because I literally just
0: like, da, 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 and Yeah, I was like, maybe... God forbid there's a moment of silence. Oh, oh. I don't know how to I do that. it.
1: And-, and then I was like, maybe I'm not outgoing. Maybe I'm just anxious.
0: Yeah. Maybe I'm not. I feel like we need a shirt that says not outgoing, just anxious.
1: Not outgoing, just anxious.
0: Yeah. Put it on a shirt. I might put it on a shirt, a sticker or something. That's smart. Yeah. I like that. Ah, We'll have to have you back. This was so lovely. Oh, I would love to. This was really fun. Thank you for having me. Allison, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. And it was so great chatting. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I hope you found our conversation informative and entertaining. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to follow me on all my social media platforms, share this podcast with your friends, and leave a review at ratethispodcast.com/slash. I did not sign up for this. Your support means the world to me. If you want more interviews and exclusive content, and to support the work that I do. Don't forget to join over on the Patreon at patreon.com slash I did not sign up for this. Join me next week when I talk with special guest Paige Hardy. Paige was also featured in episode 94 titled Born with Ectopic Ureters. Paige is an ex-evangelical with a theology degree and master's in women and child abuse. Listen as we discuss the history as well as the dangers and misconceptions behind purity culture. Thank you so much and I hope you guys have a really great week.